Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Riri podcast, the podcast that tells African stories. I'm Halima. And I'm Ceci. And today we're here with our guest, Eden, to talk about forced dating in ancient Ethiopia. And she has very interesting tales to tell us. So why don't you introduce yourself? <laughs> there's, there's so much anticipation right now. <laughs> but OK, um, first of all, thank you guys. Thank you guys so much for having me. Thank you. Um, there are not a lot of platforms, I guess. Yeah, there are there are not a lot of platforms uh, who just you know invite guests just based on interest, especially those which are African-based media. So, yeah, it feels like home. <laughs> Anyways, uh, my name is Aiden Maru. I am uh, currently a student here in Addis Ababa, Ethiopia, and that's basically it <laughs> about myself. What languages do you speak, Eden? Uh, I speak two languages. Amharic, mm -hmm. which is, you know, a common language in uh, Ethiopia, and also in English. <laughs> and I speak a little bit of French. Don't test me on that. <laughs> yeah, how do you say hi it's, in, in Amharic? Okay. It's... Uh, differs based on uh, the gender. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're saying hi to a woman, you say "endetnesh." <laughs> wow! Oh yeah, Halima said. If you want, okay. if you guys want to try it out, <laughs> Halima does. Endate, 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 nesh, nesh, nesh. Yeah. Okay. In this You're basically map. a Habesha now. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I am. I really yeah, am. That's, that's, that's it. That's it. That's all you need. <laughs> I know. I know. Thank you so much. That and if, if it's me. for uh, a man, if it's for a man, mm -hmm. you say and date. Nah. Ah. Okay. And date. So, nah. And date. Nah. There's a difference. Mm hmm. Well, thank you so much for teaching me this. I'm yeah. going to add Amharic to the list of languages I know how to speak. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know if okay, you guys have so a native language, Nigeria. We have oh, many. We, we have multiple native languages in Nigeria. I think in the hundreds. Okay. I think she's asking for personal okay. Oh, So okay. it would be hard for me to learn? Um, I mean, you would have to pick one and then <laughs> start from there. But we can teach you, well, I don't know, Halima, which language okay. do you want to teach Eden? Or do you want to teach Eden to say hi in? Um, I think Yoruba, Yoruba is the best. Like, Let's just stick to Yoruba for now. Because it's the one you know. <laughs> um, okay. So Yoruba, um, Yoruba is our native language. Well, I speak a lot of African languages, but Yoruba when is When she says she family, speaks like, them, she means that language. she doesn't speak them. <laughs> She only like maybe she can say hi. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> anyway, um, what is hi in Yoruba? I don't even know if we have hi. We have like a hello, like how are you doing? What is hello? It's like okay. baoni. What is hello? Like if you want to oh. say how are you doing, you would say baoni. Uh, ba baoni. Baoni. Yeah. Baoni. Baoni. Yeah. <laughs> so now you're Yoruba. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so can you give us so, a yeah. backstory or like a 
um the, a brief history of like forced marriages in well forced dating in okay Ethiopia. so as it it's March so I think it's fitting to talk about women and their you know rights uh in this month but there are multiple programs already who talk about the leadership um the women in women in leadership and their contributions so I think talking about this kind of is a different concept for me and also it's something I've taken uh, interest on and I've learned about this from a friend so shout out to her um, it's about women's rights in the Gada system I don't know if you guys heard about Gada system no could you share a have little you guys bit heard about, about Gada system no I haven't okay um, the Gada system is I think if you're Ethiopian you you know something about it at least you've heard what it is because it's also one of the one of the you know intangible heritage which has been registered in UNESCO so some people heard about it some people who are very interested in the african culture have heard about this uh, it's a system it's basically a system it's uh, you know an indigenous uh, democratic system which is built and which is also used in uh, some parts of our country, which is basically the Oromo nation. Uh, and also to my surprise, it's also used in some in the northern part of Kenya <laughs> and also some southern part of Ethiopia. So the thing that makes Gada system unique is that there are many, you know, if, even if it's like a cultural system, if they, even if it's uh, an, it's kind of old, it's kind of traditional. So despite its traditional connotation, it has uh, a democratic system built into it. You know, uh, it also has uh, an election system. It has its own adoption system, and it also has it also gives a big significance to women's rights and. Uh, their participation in the societal hierarchy. So this this is not my main topic. The Gada system is not my main topic, but it involves it's uh, part of the Gada system. So I have to explain briefly. That's why. But if people want to know more about the Gada system, I think they should search about it, and they would know more because there are many resources on it. So the thing I wanted to talk about is something called Sikke. Uh, if I pronounce it wrong. I'm so sorry, but it's called CK and it's a stick. It's a special stick, you know, given for a woman. And uh, it, it has it has its own significance. It has its own religious connotations to it. So it's kind of a symbol of, you know, fertility and prosperity and things of the like. But it's given to a woman uh, on, her, on her wedding day. On some parts of the Oromia region, it's given for a woman on her wedding day by her mother. So this woman takes the CK and she puts it in a in a room, essentially, which is a, which is called a female the female bedroom. So a man can't enter that female bedroom. So if he attempts to you know abuse her in any kind of way or try to you know, cause any damage, she will run to that room and he, he cannot enter that room. And if a man beats 
a woman holding a sikke, it's basically assumed as beating God, you know, because it holds this religious, it has this religious aspect to it. And it's it's also like disrespecting the his mother-in-law because she's the one who gave it to her. This is one of the this is one of the things. So I think it's very interesting because um protecting anyone in their own household is for me is very difficult. It's also where the modern system kind of fails women in a lot of aspects. So this traditional system and again I say this <laughs> very, you know, cautiously but is this traditional system kind of protecting women in their own household, trying to create this safe space for them in their own household is, I think, is very, you know, admirable for me. Uh, also, a woman holding a CK is has a higher significance. She is kind of, her presence is kind of needed when there is any kind of rituals or any religious uh, prayers are performed for rain or, you know, when name is given for a child. These are, you know, the multiple usage of a woman holding a CK. So I think these are one of the things. And if if a guy, you know, attacks a woman or her husband attacks her, attacks a woman holding a CK, um, she will go out and call out the woman folks in her village. And they will hold this um, kind of a crying a song ritual, which is, you know, which creates uh, noise pollution essentially. So <laughs> it's gonna, uh, <laughs> it's gonna like uh, pressure the elderly. It's gonna pressure the elderly. It's gonna pressure also the leaders of the clans. So they're gonna try to resolve this in a peaceful manner. Otherwise, if the guy is hold the guy should be hold responsible. So he's gonna. Uh, apologize not only to her to her but to her friends as well <laughs> they're going this extra mile so i appreciate that now one of well, the thing i want the the forced marriage thing is in some parts of the region the ck is given is given for a woman when she reaches her pu puberty stage when she reaches her puberty stage, the the mother gives the her daughter the ck so if there is a guy she's interested in, she's gonna go out and you know put the CK either in his house uh, or in his on his gate or in his yard, which is gonna and she she's gonna create a sound. I don't know if you guys know uh, Elita. Do you know what Elita is? You don't know what Elita is. It's basically creating a sound. It's creating a sound using like your tongue. Um, like ah, kind so of sound. Like, yeah you know that's right you know yes, that's right yes. so it's used for different purposes like when you are happy when um, for a blessing you use it for different purposes but in this specific manner she would go there she'd put the ck and she'll create this sound and it's basically pressuring the guy to date her <laughs> or it will it will also pressure the guy into like almost engagement with her because just because she's interested in him or because she likes him where and i don't I, know how like girls where feel, can i get this uh, yeah <laughs> i was i was doing that <laughs> <laughs> i was exactly i was gonna say this <laughs> 
girls, you know, go out, get your CK, <laughs> and, you know, stop using Instagram and, you know, go back to your traditional ways. <laughs> so I really like this, and, the idea yeah, of it. Yeah. I find it really interesting that, like, you know, you're giving the, the girls the agency Oppressing to men. choose who they like. But then at the same time, it's like, hmm, because that seems like a little bit of undue pressure. <laughs> what happens if they refuse? Like, yeah, will yeah. they be seen as, like, the cruel? No, there's no, like, there's no punishment. There's no punishment, but there's like a, there's a high amount of pressure. There will be a high amount of pressure from everybody in the society, and it's kind of hard to say no to the elders, you know. But when it is a traditional system, so um, yeah, I think it's just creating that pressure and that tension. Well, that I would mean, get her the man. <laughs> women generally have to face a lot of pressure and a lot of African cultures so I can kind of understand the role yeah reversal. yeah so I I see the good and bad points yeah. there I see like it's good because it gives the women agency but you know it's kind of bad because of the pressure if a guy like I wouldn't want anybody I actually care about to get for to get married to a guy who married them because <laughs> of, they were pressured to because like I don't think that's gonna be a very but happy think- marriage <laughs> <laughs> I think isn't it like is it, doesn't it show a little bit of bravery from the woman? It absolutely does. You know, it just going does. out, going out and just pursuing this person. It's, it's she's actively pursuing this person, and it's not only not just putting this stick. She's also like creating this sound, and you know, um, it's basically like shouting to the people. <laughs> Oh, I like this guy. You know, <laughs> nobody. <laughs> you should. Everybody should know this. <laughs> I um, think it's great. Part is a bit extreme. Yeah, I like the part about this this stick and like how like making the first move. I really like that. So. I think it's great, but I think it's yeah. scary yeah. because it's a little bit more than just the first move. It's like, hey, look, I want you to marry me, and you're telling everyone. It's like you're standing, you know, in those <laughs> movies where they make the big confession, like in front of everyone, and they're like, hey, will you date yeah, me yeah, or what? Yeah. Like, imagine getting rejected <laughs> on such a large scale. <laughs> how would you ever recover? But that's the thing. She kind of like there's like a minimum. Uh, there's a minimum chance of her getting rejected. Mm-hmm. first of all he cannot like reject her he cannot just go out and say no you know take your CK and just go <laughs> go away he cannot say that there's there's a certain respect that comes with the CK that's why uh, the people kind of create this pressure for him to date her at least people I, I don't think people like this <laughs> is that something that is as done anywhere in Ethiopia today? Like, is that something you've heard about done recently, or no? This is uh, this is this was told uh, as I said before. I think I learned about this recently. It was from a friend, and she told me about this story, and I was I was very intrigued by it. It was very interesting for me because, again, as you said, it's a, it's kind of this role reversal we haven't experienced it before, and when when as I said before, like. When it's tradition, when it's culture, it's usually very derogatory, you know, for a woman. And it's 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 usually very harmful traditions are usually practiced on women. So it's not something you hear every day. Oh, that's really cool. So I hear there's also like the reverse where like men could pressure women in quotes into marrying them in ancient. Yeah. Yeah. Could you tell us a little yeah. about that? That's 
mainly practiced in the northern part of Ethiopia, oh. but it's common almost everywhere. Oh, it's common almost everywhere. And that is not the same as CK. CK is, I think, it's uh, somehow respectful, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, when it's when it's approached from uh, the guy's perspective, it's um, kidnapping. It's basically kidnapping. They oh, wow. It's bride kidnapping. And they kidnap her and, you know, they make her stay for a while. And there are, there's, as I said before, it's, there's physical altercations involved and she's kind of forced into the marriage and there's no say in it. It's basically, there is no say in it. It's, they will not return the daughter to their, to her families and, until they say yes. So it's kind of forced. It was on her and her family. Mm. So I, I don't think it's the same thing. My... It doesn't sound like the same thing at all. It doesn't, it's not the same thing. Okay, really cool. But uh, I think that has minimized. It's it has almost it's almost uh, you know mm -hmm. gone. I think I would hope so. Now. It's still practiced. Yeah, it's still practiced in, in some parts. In some parts, but why do you think this practice was prevalent in some part of Ethiopia? Why do you think it was so like common? Why do you think oh, it became so? so why do I think practice? it was practiced on some areas? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, because of I think it's because of the Gada system. The Gada system was practiced in certain regions, and the Sikh system was part of that Gada system, so it was not practiced everywhere. You know, people didn't did not confirm to that system, so people or the countries no not countries <laughs> cities that has not confirmed to that system do not use the Sikh system. So it's kind of part of the Gada system. That's why it was prevalent in some regions and it was not in some parts. I don't know if that answered your question. Yeah, it did. And I liked um, the idea of the Gada system. I've just been doing a little reading up on it. And it's very good to see because I always, you know, whenever they talk about Africa pre-colonialism, like pre-the, <laughs> what's the word? pre the invasion let's let's put it that way um whenever you talk about africa pre the invasion people kind of overlook that the societies there already had their own yeah, different yeah. systems of governance they had their own rules they had their own laws they had how they did you know they had their own way of life and how they did their own things um and i really think that the gada system is a very robust yeah. system of governance because yeah. it had yeah you know, all these things, it had the checks and balances, and it seemed to be a very, um, a, a yeah. system that kind of promoted equality um, a bit, which was very good and rather rare, I guess. So, yeah, I, I really like the idea of the Gada system. Yeah. I think the Gada system, how do, you, how do I pronounce yeah. it? The, yeah. I feel like next time you should come and we should just talk yeah. about the Gada system yeah. because... And I think it's also important to add that um, Ethiopia is... Practically the okay, besides Liberia, the only African country that was never colonized. Yeah. So yes. that could explain why mm -hmm. like they have such strong like systems that still hold to date, or like why they had strong Asian system that lasted a very long time. Oh, but the, the Gada system is not currently in place, is it? Or is it in some in some places? It's currently in place in some parts, you know. Ah. Um it's pra it's practiced 
it's practiced in some places. Yeah, it's practiced in some places. Uh, but now because we have this, you know, modern system, the modern democratic state, it was needed at that time. Makes sense. Because there was no justice, I guess. So is there anything you'd like to yeah. add about like the CK system or this like marriage process in general before we round up? Yeah. Uh, not really a message for our thoughts. I think uh, generally it's the, the concept uh, as, you know, as uh, very progressive as it is. Um, I think aesthetic having more significance than a person <laughs> was kind of funny to me. We should respect the person as they are. You know, we don't need any rules, regulations, or, you know, CK or <laughs> stick in general to respect the person for who they So, yeah, I think that that's the basic lesson we should learn. Maybe not depend on a stick <laughs> to have a right <laughs> as a person. <laughs> I agree. That's a very good point. Um, I mean, while <laughs> we say the, the Gaza system was, you know, kind of yeah. promoting more equality at the same time it shouldn't be necessary for people to you know have to do something so drastic to be listened to yeah to carry a stick around <laughs> okay I and think... i would like to you know join <laughs> join you guys on another conversation yes uh whenever you are free we definitely oh, should Carla, please take note. We should do another episode because yeah. we do want to have Again, more. thank you guys for having me. We're so happy thank to have had you. This thank was a you. very interesting conversation. Yes. I really enjoyed it. So that was nice. Oh, before we go, um, do you have like any <laughs> social media platforms or handles you'd like to promote or share with us? Uh, if people want to follow me, mm-hmm. I, I don't have anything posted yet, but I will. So uh, my Instagram at Fandisha. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it would be hard to pronounce again. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Fandisha. Fandisha. Okay. Do I have to spell? Yeah, I think out? maybe you should spell for the listeners because they may <laughs> because not. Because even I, I even I, I'm thinking about Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's somehow, it's somehow, so that's why. F-E-N-D-S-H-I-A. Fandisha. Okay, great. So go ahead and follow it, it means it means popcorn, by the way. <laughs> it's an Hamaric word okay. for popcorn. <laughs> I like that. So follow popcorn yeah. on social media. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Make sure to like, subscribe, follow, and tell your friends. To stay updated, you can also follow us on social media. On Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, we are Orire underscore Africa. On TikTok, we are Orire Africa. And on YouTube, we are Orire. Orire is spelled O-R-I-I-R-E. You can also find us on our website, which is orire.com, where we have articles about African mythology, history, and food. Contact us via our website or social media if you'd like to come on the podcast. We'd definitely love to have you. If you want to support us, you can do so by subscribing to our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash Africa. And um, all of this will be listed in our description box below. Thank you. Thank you.